Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> I'm the weeping willow of the haunted house and some other crap. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the Lottie Dottie Dottie, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me all the way across the pond is the ghost in the gold, goat hunting. It's uh, Steve Parsons. All the way across the what? All the way across the sofa. The pond. Yeah, is that what you call the I'm sofa? I'm wishing you, you were across the pond. That's all. You so. can't, yeah. Dear listeners, you can't see the sight I can see, which is New England's own Van Helsing reclined, feet up on the coffee table, one sock on, one sock off, glasses askew, laid back, but, not, but not laid out. What are you saying? Well, they never see this because it's radio. Yeah, whatever. Thank God. So you can actually tune in tomorrow night and see video because oh, yeah. we will be on East Bridgewater doing uh, Next Generation at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in then. From, but till then, good night. Yep. Good night. God bless. Yeah, that's just killing So anyways, yeah. right across the uh, the street from us are the Moors. And everybody knows the legend of the Moors and the weeping girl that was drowned by her children and husband. Oh, God. And, uh, body floated for days until it was so bloated that it actually rose into the sky and people thought it was a Goodyear blimp but no it wasn't so there you go some people thought it was pass a UF, me, UFO pass me, pass me that medication that you've got you UFO what it, says on the, what it says on the warnings could have been a UFO yeah let me see what it says on the, what are you off on I don't know anyways uh, do you believe in UFOs Steve do I believe in UFOs? Do I believe in... Yes, because people see them. People see objects in the sky. Believe in Santa Claus, Easter Bunny. People see objects in the sky that are flying and they can't identify. President Trump. That they can't identify. Do you know, I've learned that um, he actually is the same in real life as on the radio. You, he will never let you finish a sentence. Mm -hmm. He always lets you start it. And then President Trump. Huh? And then he finishes it for you. Oh, that's a shame. Anyways, the interesting thing about it... And, He's uh, in Puerto Rico today. Yeah. That's an island. Who, me? Surrounded by sea. Both sides. Yeah. All around. Beautiful sea. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know, UFOs is an interesting thing because a lot of people will say, oh, I see lights and they look stationary and they da-da-da-da-da-da. But they're not all aware of the various uh, optical... Uh, I'm not going to say illusions, but optical, what's the, the word I'm looking for? Optical laws? Or, illusions. Not really. Well, they can be illusions, <laughs> but there are reasons for why they happen. They're not really illusions. Oh, you but, mean reflection, refraction, diffraction? Yeah, all, what lights can do. All, for instance, all, all of the distortions that... that if, if a, if a plane is coming directly at you, it may look like it's hovering, but yeah. yet it's still moving, depending well, on the ratio of... Of, uh, well, plane clearly doesn't stop, but it, as its as its uh, relative motion is directly towards you, then it appears to be motionless. Yeah. Then if it suddenly if it, if it sort of turned left or right, the relative motion would speed up, even if the plane didn't. 
Yeah, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Uh, I it made, a, a, lot I made a video of that once to illustrate that exact point by videoing airline, an airline landing uh, oh, with, his, with his headlights on uh, to show that relative motion distortion because an object that appeared to be absolutely motionless in the sky, then all of a sudden it can zoom to one side or another, which is one of the characteristics of the UFO report. Exactly. Which is intriguing. And, of course, it doesn't even get into the, the whole curvature of the Earth light refractoring and all this other stuff uh, it deals with a lot of these lights so UFOs you know they're difficult unless I, you really get a picture of like a physical object lights just don't do it for me I'm sorry absolutely come out at night yeah but still you can still well, you have you infrared can... photography now you have thermal imaging you have all kinds of things you can take Wonderful images of. How do we know that, that an unidentified flying object is indeed an alien? You're, you're presuming it's a craft of some sort. Because I'm not presuming the fact, anything. The statement, the, the definition unidentified flying object simply means that, or some people now have changed the definition to uh, un, unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP or something. UAP. Because there's obviously there's no proof it's even flying. UAPs. So. Uh, I mean, it could be something as simple as um, a balloon uh -huh. or birds uh -huh. that, that are misidentified. Or a secret army project reversed, reversed well, developed well, from alien technology. Well, why the alien technology? There are lots of secret military projects. Yeah, but alien F1 technology could well, be the F, true. The F you don't know it isn't unless you can prove that it isn't. Let me know. Have you finished now? Yeah, I'm just saying. Right, well, take, for example, the F-117 Nighthawk. Hmm. It was flying for a number of years before the U.S. government admitted to its uh, existence. Right. So, but coincidentally, around that time, when the F-117 was flying, mm -hmm. there were a lot of reports from people saying they were seeing an unidentified flying object that was triangular. Right. And, of course, we have nowhere proven that it wasn't made from reverse alien technology either. Well, we do in the case of the F-117. Oh, we do? Of course we do. And how do we do that? Because they've crashed a couple and they've taken them to bits and there's one in the museum and it's it's an incredibly clever piece of man-made technology. We, Reverse engineered from alien technology. What, we haven't, we haven't figured out how to uh, weld aluminum and titanium and put two jet engines in and a pilot in front of it. In actual fact, the F-117 Nighthawk is a composite because several of the parts, you get the thing in the air quite quickly, uh, for example, like the nose wheel um, and the undercarriage yeah, predominantly is from the F-18 fighter. The ejector seat is common across the F-16, F-15, F-117. Um, where, the, where the technology lies is in the radar absorbent material that coats the outside of it, mm -hmm. the special honeycomb, and, and of course its shape, which deflects radar energy and dissipates it so that we see the transmitting radar doesn't actually pick up much of a return echo. So instead of it having a radar signature the size of an F-117, which is about the size of an F-16, uh, it has the radar cross-section of a bumblebee. Hmm. Brilliant technology and big bumblebee. We don't we don't need you know we we don't need to call on aliens to to do that. Well, we don't, don't know where the technology don't, came from. It could have been well, don't put, reverse don't, engineered from an alien craft that well, crashed you, on our planet. Well, if you reverse engineer it, then what you do? Back in Roxwell in 1954. 1947. 54. 54. Yeah, the first one was a fake. The second one was real. Oh, okay. 
Why why do we always need to turn to aliens? Why can't we just assume that mankind is equally clever? No, we, we don't do we that. don't need to turn to alien technology to say that man built the pyramid. We absolutely have to because why? it cannot be done. It's too accurate. Have you tried? Have I? No, not personally. Well, archaeologists have said that it's feasible. Hmm. Depending who you talk to. Well, they say it's feasible. You can talk to people who say it can't, isn't it? You can talk to people that say the world is flat. It doesn't mean it's not. Yes, there's quite a few of them, I believe, too. Yeah, it doesn't mean to say it's a ball. It's not a ball shape. Yeah, well. So, you know, why do down mankind? Man is, you know, infinitely clever. We can design lots and lots of cool stuff, and we can build cool stuff. And our ancient forebears were just as cool and just as clever as, as we are. I mean, you look at stone. Look at Stonehenge. Look at the pyramid. They were hairier, probably. Look at Stonehenge. Look at the pyramids. Look at some of the great other constructions, the big canals. The Sally, I'm not impressed by Stonehenge. It's a bunch of rocks in a circle. What we do? Well, that's fine. Give me the pyramids. That shows great engineering. Bunch of rocks in a circle. Not so much. Well, actually, the rocks themselves aren't that clever. Um, What is clever is the alignment of Stonehenge. Yeah. And it does predate the pyramids by a number of Does thousands. it really matter? I mean, what's so... In fact, what's interesting what's is... So, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody says, oh, what's, the thing is the alignment of it. Well, you know what? If you look in the freaking sky and say, oh, wow, look at this. It's autotomical networks, and that star's there. We ought to put a stone so it goes that way so we know where it is. So that's not so freaking brilliant. Well, later on, because it's a clear sky tonight, you can show me how freaking brilliant it is. Yeah, absolutely you can, you can, I'll give you a bunch of sticks, and you can place them in the ground in an astronomical alignment. I think I'm going to make one to the, to the space station. I guarantee you In the future, you that, that we can prove that the space station was designed by this, uh, you know, so, we, you know, this was an observatory of the space station. Well, let's be finished. Yes, I'm done. Good, because... I'll give you a bunch of sticks to place in the ground. You can do it in an astronomical alignment, and I'll guarantee you'll fail. I didn't say it would take one day. It takes Did decades, I? and it shows how uh, it shows how persistent intelligent, how intelligent, no, how persistent, and how intelligent. Not because, necessarily. Well, you can persistently. I'm bang- sorry, I just don't see rocks lined up to a stupid star as intelligence. Well, no can, well, let's talk about persistence and intelligence. You can persistently bang your head against a brick wall. But it doesn't show a great deal of intelligence. No, unless you break that brick wall, and it does. If that was the point of the whole thing. Anyway, well, what's the point of this conversation? We're talking about technology, man. No, you're rambling on about about it all has to be reverse engineered from spacemen because men are. In oh, I just mentioned that that was one of the uh, theories that they had out there. They've got lots of theories. I have to, as a, as a radio host, that's my job to. Put all the theories out there and let the, the listener decide which is real and which is bullcrap. Well, a theory, a theory is just an idea. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, exactly. So you, you can come up with increasingly bizarre ideas and just say, I'm just putting it out there. Exactly. Well, go on then, find some more. Oh, I have. I think the uh, Titanic was sunk by alien technology. Maybe maybe fish built the pyramids. I believe it was the, uh, the <laughs> ice people. Perhaps fish built the They pyramids. had built a nice ship and crashed into the Titanic. Because they could use little helmets full of like, full of um, water. Babylonians built batteries. That was alien technology. Yeah. We all know that. Why was it alien technology? Because they didn't have batteries back then. They did obviously have batteries back oh, then. Oh, no, the no, Babylonians no, built them. Yeah, the, from alien reverse technology. No! Yeah, one of they the took... early spacecrafts crashed into Earth. They what, found the, the battery and said, ooh, look at this. Let's yeah. get a potato and some... Uh, 
wire and uh, except they didn't, did they? They made a clay jar with a copper core. Of course and, not. Uh, it's all intriguing, very intriguing. Ancient Babylon had that. But lining up stones to, to the sky is like big freaking deal. Well, it's the basis of NASA. Yeah, because NASA once, not once we understand the, the once sorry. we understand the planets, once we understand the limers, that's what gave us the key into gravity and planetary uh-huh, motion uh-huh. and Newtonian yeah, nothing physics. Nothing to do with telescope. And had and into Newtonian physics. Nothing to do with telescope. Well, that just showed us where they are. Mm-hmm. A telescope mm-hmm. is a magnifying device. Mm-hmm. It's something to give you the alignment. Uh-huh. So without without the early obs- observations of the sky and the stars and the understanding that came from planetary motion, but that's how we learned everything. We would never have been able to. You wouldn't have a piece of your crap on the moon. That's right. But we learned really. a lot of things if we didn't. Keep, if we that, didn't keep sticking our hand in a fire, we would have never learned that. Well, now you're, that uh, fire burns. Well, but we, over the years, we've developed. Oh, we now know that fire burns if you're sticking your hand in it. So that's like everything else. You do it by trial and error, and eventually you realize, oh, this works. So you've just agreed with what you disagreed with. No, absolutely not. Yeah, you have, because you just said it's really, it's really quite important and intelligent to stick a bunch of rocks in the ground and put them on a planetary. Never mentioned rocks. I said fire. You were talking about intelligence. No, you're talking about intelligence. Uh, I'm talking about man not being. That's what I said. You were saying it was all reverse alien technology. No, I'm sure the. the, the, the I told you it didn't require a great deal of intelligence to stick a rock in the ground to well, tell you what a star was. Give me a break. It's like why are why are there so many astronomical sites all over the world, huh? If it was so difficult. Oh, Steve Parson will no longer be with the show right now because he decided not to talk because he realized he's losing his argument. And and like most Brits, if they can't win, they just grab the tail and go home. I'm not losing any argument. There's no argument to lose. Oh, really? What you're demonstrating is a circular. I don't know what you I actually don't know what you're doing because you're taking us in some sort of bizarre circle where you're saying that one minute the pyramids are the result of a reverse alien technology from 1954. Yeah. Whilst I was arguing that why do we need alien technology, can't we just fall back on man's own innate intelligence? Well, because you compared Stonehenge to the pyramids, and I, I said Stonehenge, I don't believe I that. I didn't compare just... Stonehenge to the pyramids. You did. I said, why do we need to diss man's innate intelligence? We, only, we only have to look at examples such as the pyramids and Stonehenge. There's no comparison between the two. Oh, thank you. Other than... I knew you'd come around in my way, I think. It was an example of intelligence. I didn't compare the height of the pyramids, the width of the pyramids. Ah, Although, interestingly, they do have an astronomic... Both do have astronomical alignments. Ah. That's amazing. As, as does most of the Giza Plateau. Right. That's amazing. Which was once underwater. But that's besides the point. Well, I told you fish built the pyramids. Yeah, I think so. I, really think so. I believe that. So, which explains most... It's only of, a hypothesis. Which explains most of the ghosts in the world. Oh, right? Only a quarter of an hour. Show as well. Right. Anyway, keep going. Right. Which doesn't that explain most of the ghosts in the world? What does? Astronomical alignment. No. No? Not a single one, as far as I'm aware. Oh. Why would I it, thought there was why, like if there was a full moon there were more ghosts. No, that's a theory as well. Why 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 would astronomical alignment be a theory even related or linked to ghosts. Right, and so if there's a thunderstorm, then there goes more ghosts as well. Yeah, and if, if you're closer and to if a body of water, there's more ghosts And if there's as more well. fish in the creek. Yeah, see. 
every because we don't know, you can come up with any theory. Uh-huh. In fact, in archaeology, there used to be a thing called I think it was called post-processional archaeology, where effect. any theory that you couldn't disprove was viable. Yeah, the shotgun effect. The Lamar out there is one of them will stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crap against the wall. Theory. Yeah, the old crap against the wall yeah. theory. Something will stick eventually. Something will stick eventually. Yeah. But that's it's intriguing, you know. We come up with all these theories, and no, you do. Oh, zip it. Anyways, you come up with all these crackpot theories. No, I'm talking week about after week. After I didn't. These are just. I'm just repeating. But what in I, fact, I, what since, other I, since I arrived, say. it's almost day after day after day. Yeah, I'm telling you what other people have said, and you know, you, I mean, we do you have make a, a fair number of your own, you know. No, no, really? no, no. These are all taken really? from, from other. Serious researchers, oh, like, like, you know, people have been doing this for hundreds of years. And, on, what, yeah. What, like but, who? Well, I mean, we have all these things. What Name do you mean? one. I, I can't on the air. I don't want to embarrass them. Go on, just one. No, I can't. Go on, take a chance. Okay. Look at I'll do. <laughs> Anyways. Um, did you know he was, he was found to be a fool? No, it did not. Blue, what? Really? Yeah. I'll be damned. Boy, you learn something every day, huh? Yeah. Share the book later. Yeah. Anyways, um, there are though. I mean, we, we seriously, we're out there. There are so many groups that quote certain things, and orbs are paranormal. Yeah, and they quote certain things and, and whatever fits their own particular theory, and they cite it as absolute evidence or absolutely proof or a, or a theory that is ir, ir, What's the word? Not irrefutable. Irrefutable. Don't you find that? Of course. Yeah, you do this exactly the same. What's that? You did the exactly the same before. Or were you illustrating the point? I was illustrating the point, my friend. I see now where we're going with this. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are. And, and they use this to validate their evidence a lot of times. And in and, and, and all fairness, most evidence out there is 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 uh, weak, I would say. The majority, absolutely, is very weak. Weak. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's junk. I'm just saying it's weak. weak. But, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean to say that some of it is incredible. Exactly. But they put this up there as absolute proof and, and you look at it and you say it's absolute I'm not sorry, proof. it's not absolute proof. It's very sometimes as the phrase we often use, it's interesting <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh it depends where your level of interest is because right. I, you know many so, several years ago, uh, ten years ago, say around yeah. that time, um, if a group took a picture of a phantom or an apparition and they place it onto social media. Yeah, I would be more inclined to look at it and to peruse over it and to think about it. Mm-hmm. But because now every group every day places their pictures on social media online, I am much less inclined to waste my life looking at their pictures. You know, so the level of interest has declined. Has declined. I agree. Declined I agree exponentially. Yeah, you know what's interesting too, Steve, is that. You know this, and I know this. If you put a static camera, for instance, and especially a night vision static camera of not the top quality, right? You, you do have some pixelation that occurs. Would you, you agree oh, with you that? Have, you have objects can appear to move. Exactly. And that, that becomes um, evidence or proof. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it's not sufficient. It really isn't. You, in reality, it's demonstrating a perfectly well-known effect. It's yeah. called pixel creep. Yeah, pixel creep. And shadows. You know, you get shadows. So, uh, okay, we're getting shadows. We, we've got shadows on video. We've got shadows in film. We've got shadows everywhere. So 
what do we do? We say, oh, we have a new uh, cryptoid, which is shadow people. Now, that's interesting that you called it a cryptoid because they're normally lumbered under apparitions. I know, I know. I've never heard them. Under cryptoids? No. What, 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 what believes it, it? It might not be a cryptoid. Well, nothing, but I've never heard the, um, the link made before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if others have, but you're the first person I've ever heard directly make the link that it could actually. What you're saying is, in effect, that the shadow person would be, uh, rather than a spirit entity, it would be... A creature. Yeah, a creature. Yeah. A light-absorbing creature. Exactly. In fact, theoretically... It's possible. There are substances (coughs) known to man that are completely Mm light-absorbing and appear the deepest, darkest matte black. Um, So if an animal was covered from head to foot in a a light-absorbent material or fur... I mean, we have animals that are completely see-through, completely transparent. Exactly. I mean, you, you, you'll take the other point. If you go to the depths of the ocean, you have creatures that you have, would never see here, and they look like monsters or something if well, somebody did. But they have special, uh, special what's the word I'm looking at, special like, characteristics well, yeah. I mean, uh, some for their have, environment. They, they can produce their own light. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most intriguingly is you can, they are, some of them are completely transparent. Exactly. So if, yeah, I mean, if there was a, such a creature that was completely light absorbent, it would appear the deepest that we might interpret as the shadow. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't know how else we would interpret it. I mean, when you, when you think of a black hole, you can see the, the, the depth of that. It, it's totally absorbent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if that same effect, I know it's gravitational pull, but... Uh, but it's if you have well, there are certain types of light absorbent paint. Uh, it, it, it's true. Yeah, very, very true. And, and you know, we go back to the F one seventeen. Yeah, that is coated in the material that absorbs electromagnetic radiation. It's called RAM, radar absorbent material. Yeah, it actually absorbs radar mm-hmm. energy. Radar energy is electromagnetic energy, as is light. Mm-hmm. The only difference between the two is really one of frequency. And there are already light absorbent materials, uh, light absorbent uh, paints. And, matte, and matte black being one of them. Right. I mean, it's not 100% light absorbent. But we also have absorbent. we also have so many creatures and, and insects in life that are totally camouflaged, right? Yeah, well, there's that one that, that was in that film, wasn't there? Um, uh, what was it called? Where some U.S. Marines went out. Oh, Predator. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. That was a cool documentary. Yeah, documentary. <laughs> You mean it was, wasn't real? Oh, I didn't say that. I thought it was real. No, I didn't say that. No, no, no. Was, uh, it is. It was. It was no, but we, we presume uh, that we, you know, alien techno, alien physique, mm-hmm. when you look at the grey, when you look at the Nordic, when you look at all of the other alien characteristics, mm-hmm. they're all predominantly humanoid. But why should they be? Exactly. You know, they might live in a, in a world radically different than our own. Absolutely. Where they Heavier develop. gravity, well, they lighter be. gravity. Well, there is no humanoid creature at the bottom of the ocean. That we know of. Well, we haven't encountered one. Well, not yet. There is no humanoid... What about mermaids? Do they live at the bottom? Though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, even they're slightly different, aren't they? Yeah, little fish, fish tails. Little fish tails. Except when they're out of the water. Yeah, and then they grow legs, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Embarrassing, wouldn't it? I don't know. Interesting, anyway. So, I mean, we, we are quick to, to give labels to things that we 
can't explain. And the shadow creature or the shadow man or whatever you want to call it, we decide, okay. Do you know something? What's that? I realize we just dropped, we just caused, we may just potentially have caused ourselves some further trouble down the line. Oh, we have, yeah. We may have done. Uh huh. Because I'll wager within six months, somebody will have come up with a radar with a light absorbent creature. Oh, very good. A version of Bigfoot. Oh, makes sense to me. You yeah. know what it's like. Yeah. Everybody steals your ideas. <laughs> well, they'll say, I heard Steve Parson and Ron talking on the radio, and they said that shadow people are cryptoids. I think I ought to get my gun and get one. I don't think there's that many listeners. Well, if there was, yeah. they might say that. In an, in an imaginary parallel universe where we actually had anybody listening to the show. Exactly. So, anyway. That's a, it's a trigger. That's, I, I love this. And, and you know, I love doing it because I love the mystery. I like trying to solve mysteries. But people are too quick to, you know, I mean, I know yourself. I, I, I respect you as, as, a, as a paranormal investigator far better than myself. And, and I know what you do and everything. So if you gave me a piece of evidence, I would be more apt to believe that it has been sufficiently, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sufficiently examined. examined to at least give some credibility. Not necessarily mean that I might believe it. You know, I might find another alternative for it. But, uh, but anyways, um, you know, because you will not just jump at and say, oh, my God, look at this shadow that moved across the stream. It must be a ghost, blah, blah, blah. Or a cryptid. Or a cryptid. Well, nobody says this but me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I might now. That's fine. Help yourself. Uh, everybody else does. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. Was that in the, uh, the Spur of Quest this past week, and Josh Mantello gave the history of the... Uh, Hooten Mansion, and he, he formed this paranormal group right after us and, and kind of molded it after us. And and then he uh, he says, yeah, whatever Ron gave up, I would just steal it as far as events and stuff. And, and that's the way it is. Most people just take things. I mean, I, I've taken things from you before, maybe one. Although sometimes I have to give them back, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> but well, what's this? Uh, what's this? Are we, uh, we off the air? No. No? No. Oh. One more minute. Okay, fine. Keep rambling. Keep rambling. rambling. I'm always formed after the break. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we we steal ideas from people, and and so this shadow people may not now be cryptoids. We don't know that. That would be cool if they were. It'd be easy to catch, just net them. Well, if we knew what they were, actually, right? Make a good Doctor Who character, a light-absorbing creature that that appeared to be totally blind. I like blink. Was that? 30. Uh, yeah. You ever see Blink? No. Doctor Who? Oh, the Angels. The Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Sorry, I got it. I didn't realize but that is actually right. based on a phenomenon when you think about it, right? Is it? Yeah, because you look at something, and you turn away, and you look back, and you say, was that that like that? Yeah, you see, they're easy to defeat. Yeah, <laughs> just look at them. Look one eye at a time. Ah, there you go. So join us after the break, and we'll continue this rambling discussion of Right here on Ramblin' Radio, Tochinet and Pararex.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. of Ghost Chronicles International. Oh, you're back, are you? Um, Roger took a bathroom break. Thanks for sharing. Uh, I'm trying to build a picture for our listeners of what it's like in the studio. Listener. Listener in the studio. And we have a, hey, Ron, John's got a question. Next Spirit Quest and Spirit Quest 2017. It says, search in search of the truth. Do you mean in search of the truth of the paranormal and how was it so he's asking about why did, what's the title of next year mean and how we did this year go oh fine well, that's a good question uh, it's an excellent John. question i shall leave it to you to answer no i'm gonna let you because no, i've rambled on for the first time no, no, it's your turn feel your turn now all right well yeah. let's deal with the the question in uh date order so we'll start with 2018 because you can't Right. Is this in the one that passed before the one? No, no, came? date order going in reverse dates. Oh, okay. Because reverse alien technology, you ought to get it. Yeah. So um, the search for the truth, or in search of the truth, yes. um, which is the more accurate of the two, is uh, we were looking for something that covers all of the things that we wanted to put into next year's Spirit Quest. Uh, we bounced ideas around such as, so it, it does include the paranormal, John. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to widen the brief a little bit to look at uh, lake and sea monsters, right. the links between the old and the new worlds, right. the idea of the Templars coming across yeah. from uh, Europe to the founding the mm-hmm. Americas. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with you. To John. I'm agreeing with you. And um, I'm supporting you. Yeah. And 
So it's going to be the search for many things because there are lots of personal truths that people are hunting. Uh, if you remember in the X-Files, the poster on the back said the truth is out there. But the truth for each person might be different. And so uh, we're going to try and incorporate a wider, rather than have the focused, the more focused themes that we've used over the past uh, four or five years. Well, I think this is a focused thing. It is, but it, it's got a broader scope. It's a broader scope, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it, it gives us more to play with. So, John, if you think of uh, Leonard Nimoy in the Search of series, it's kind of like that, where we take a subject and search for the truth behind it. Would you kind of agree with that, Mr. Yeah. Parson? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited, John, because uh, it, it gives us the the opportunity to discuss many things in in the broad term many, of many, many, many broad term of paranormal and mysteries, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it, the paranormal will be in there. There will be mysteries. The, there'll be light absorbing cryptoids. Um, you betcha. I'm going <laughs> to catch one for the. I'll have one in the cage. So it, it gives us a, a lot a lot of scope to. We haven't worked out the details yet. Uh, that, there's a lot of discussions that need to go on, but we've got the date, we've got the title. Yeah, the date's up, the title's up, and yeah. I'll be getting up a website. As, and... as to how did Houdini and Doyle went, the second part of the question. Oh, how did it go? It went well. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, there were a number of highlights. I, uh, the highlights, my personal highlights, I'm not going to go through the events. I think it's fairly well known what, what was. Taken. What was your personal highlights, Steve? I think the two. As, um, a, as a researcher for 25 years, they often say, Steve, what was your. Personal highlights. Uh, I think for me, per can I go with me? The, 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 I think for me personally, were the two, were the two performances, uh, one by Rich and one by Steve. One taking place, uh, which was the Houdini, uh, the reproduction of the Houdini stage show. Right. Do spirits exist? Yeah. Um, which was divided into three parts. There was the electric chair with Madame Electra. Which is the magic part. The, the handcuff escape. Which is escapism. And then the exposing of the Derek medium. Scott, the medium. Derek Scott, the medium. World famous medium. Yeah. Mm. Looked like Ali Barber's auntie. Yeah, but you have to admit, he did a good job. He did an excellent job. Right. I mean, you like saw that trance. That, that, I mean, how many times have you seen that? I'm sure. Well, I trance on that badly. Hundreds. I mean, how bad? <laughs> I mean, Derek, I'm sure, was like envious if he had ever seen it. Derek would roll it would roll over in his grave. If well, Derek, I never talked to Alien Vacuum Cleaners. Yeah, and of course uh, we had haunted the haunted Connecticut show with Steve. Which awesome, right? That was truly awesome, and that was you know, that was interactive. We all got to participate, uh, and it was Some of us. it was a mix of mentalism and of spiritualism and of um, misdirection. And good fun. There were there were workshops that uh, you could build your own fairy house. Although nobody got code planning, and I didn't see a single fairy house with amenities. I didn't see any bathrooms at all. A single bathroom. But Look at all of the fairies. There was spirit, uh, Anne made some lovely fairy lamps and carried them. Yeah, fairy yeah. lamps. Um, I gave a couple of waffling talks, one on Spring Hill Jack and one on uh, the Cottingley Fairies. Yeah, so, of course, I did the amazing hellhounds. Uh, uh, how you pulled that together? You pulled that out your ass at the last minute, that's for sure. Whatever. You were still cobbling that one together. Moving right along. But it was still, it was very well received. Mm -hmm. um, what else, talk-wise, did we do? What else? Talk-wise. Jim, Jim, uh, Jim's talk on Edison and Tesla and the battle between the two giants of the electro of the electric era mm -hmm. the only reason i forgot that one because i was going to mention jim in terms of the electronic voice phenomenon oh my of uh 
And don't forget Josh Mantello in the Haunted House Diary when he talked about the the uh, the development of the Hooten Mansion from the first investigation I did there all the way to how it finally ended up being sold after it was on Ghost Hunters and uh, Ghost Adventures and all that. So, yeah, that was an interesting one. I, I actually got to sit on that because I want to make sure you mentioned my name. So, yeah. Uh, you mean you wanted to make sure you got due credit for everything. destroying the reputation everything. of the Mansion. Everything. Which was a, a viable... So I like Monsters, Aliens, Lost Cities, Atlantis, and Crypto. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly... In fact, John... Um, I'm fairly sure that'll all be there. I, I, well, I can see several that I already know that will be. See, there you go. So, in fact, I'm wearing an, uh, an Alien T-shirt. Exactly. I mean, I, we've got a lot of plans. We're going, so, we're going to go to the pond searching for... A, what's the name of that pond? What's the name of the pond? Pond. The pond. pond. It'd be easy. Pond. Johnson's pond. Johnson. We're going to go look for Johnny, the uh, sea monster. The John, Johnny, the sea monster in the pond. 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 Well, try it. Pond. 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 Yeah, we're all excited about it. Yeah. Um. We also and of course, we had Joni in her past life's regression. We just skip over that. Bit. Um, on Saturday night, we'd set up two uh, visitor experiences. The first was with Maureen Wood and uh, a very good class in psychic detective. Yeah, based on actually true cases, which was really good. And um, I was I was running a haunted house. I, I'm going to actually call it a haunted house attraction. I like to call it an experiment myself. Well, I, it kind of was and it kind of wasn't. All of what the participants were doing were the sort of uh, experience experiments that they would uh, perhaps see on te te television or on a public access investigation <laughs> with some twists. Yes, um, twists. And some that we, uh, one that I don't think had ever been done in the US before. Um, right. The Dead Bird? The dead bird yeah, the dead bird experiment. No, the, the actual one. I'm not going to mention on there because it will get stolen again. Um, okay. And it hasn't been done for a while. Right. So, so it's good not to mention that one. That's but, a good idea. But um, because the whole Houdini and Doyle theme was based on the Fox and BBC television series where mm -hmm. they fictionalised uh, the characters and the scenarios that they put them in. So like an Edwardian X-Files. Oh, we forgot the Cotton Ferries. How could we forget that? We didn't. I said we did. Oh, did you? Oh, I missed it. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Well, what we did, what we took as our basis was a fictionalized haunted uh, house, mm -hmm. and uh, so we, it was a setup in that respect. So it was a haunted house attraction rather than a, an investigation of. Oh, it's although, although the building itself does have a reputation and a reputation for being haunted, but except it has more stories now. <laughs> yeah, we will including the uh, demonic nuns. Um, being mean to eating the children. Same thing they didn't do. Well, we should put that in next year then. Good thing I wasn't here. I would have gave you that one. So I, I said on the night that I was calling it a haunted house attraction. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know what, Steve? We forgot to mention the one thing that we told no one while we were there, but you and I were talking afterward that we each both had a, a kind of unique experience. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night at the uh, Houdini seance, that was the end of the night, I was standing uh, up at one end of the table, and uh, Jim Stoney was way on the other side. This is a huge, long table. 
And Josh Mantello was taking pictures and, and walking around. So I saw someone come up to me right up to my shoulder like they were going to ask me something. And I kind of turned to, to see what he wanted. And I looked and there was no one there. And I turned right around and I still saw this thing right behind me. And then I said, was he playing game with me? But it was gone. There was nothing there. And I swear, absolutely swear, if you gave me a stack of Bibles, I'll put my hand on right now and say, I swear that I thought that was Josh Mantello on my shoulder trying to whisper in my ear something, trying to ask me something. And yet, really, there was no one there. And I told Steve that. And Steve, you told me your own experience as well, right? Yeah, but I can debunk mine, unfortunately. Um, you can debunk yours. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it wasn't real or valid. You can debunk yours. Well, I could if I was. If somebody told me my experience to me, you know, if somebody come up and said this has happened to them, I could, I can, I can, I can find a rational explanation. Oh, you all find rational explanation, yeah. but that doesn't mean that's what happened. What you're doing is well, supposed to be, say as a true as you... a true witness, you're supposed to share your story. What I was about to. Fine, go ahead. But since we since we talked about it yesterday, I thought about it a little last night. Anyway. The basic experience was such that I was walking down the corridor towards the Great Hall. and going, I was going to the restrooms, which were on the floor beneath me on the ground floor, because it's a, it's a, it's a multi-layer building. And uh, So I was at eye level with the Great Hall. I could hear Ron's voice. I could hear your voice. I could hear Ron's voice. So I knew he was in front of me um, towards the Great Hall or in the Great Hall. And uh, as I walked along, I saw what I believe to be one walk across the doorway uh, on, the, on the Great Hall. So wanting desperately to avoid him, I, <laughs> I, went, I, I went down the stairs to the restroom on the floor below and uh, into the kitchen where, in fact, you were. Mm -hmm. And there was no way, you, there is no other way apart from the staircase I used. So either you went through the floor or um, it wasn't you. Okay. But... The figure I saw was very fleeting and could easily have been, you know, just a, a floater on the eye. Or That's where, Mr. Parsons, your logical brain interferes with the experience. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Can I explain? Yes, please do. Okay. Most paranormal uh, occurrences, especially by skeptical people or non-believers, will see something. And then they say, well, you know how you always see something out of the corner of your eye? It was probably that. Or, you know, I, I, you know, I must have been a little tired or, or, or something. Or, or I mean, it could have been a reflection from a light. Or they, they rationalize it after. So basically, they take away from the pure experience that they had and report it as they saw it and heard it. And then they use their logical brain which is, by the way, filtered, which is filtered one way or another, whether you're a skeptical or, or whatever knowledge you contain it, and then you begin to doubt what you actually saw. And this is so related so many times from different things where somebody will say one thing, and it's recruited down the line, and they'll forget what they said originally. Oh, my God, you have actually read Ghostology. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You told me you've never read it. What is it? Is that the green okay. one or the yellow one? The green one. Oh, the green one, yeah. yeah. You obviously have read it. Really? Yeah. Mm. Because um, that's uh, the basis of everything, of everything that we offer, uh, do, is to make sure that we try to capture that 
that moment, that original experience, that original before moment, it's yeah. rationalised away, because it will get rationalised away. Absolutely. However, however what you started out by saying is that's part of the brain, and he always does it like that. Well, you are using logic to explain I, I something. Will, I will always use logic because my brain is logical. But, but you shouldn't. You, have, you shouldn't have you denied have, the experience because the experience I, was still the original. The experience. You told me, oh, I thought about it, there, and I can explain it. Yeah, that's mean, not necessarily I, true. And I also said, I doesn't diminish from the experience. Okay, fine. All right. You will recall we've had Anne Winster, my co-conspirator in Parasites, on the show. Yes, us. yes, many times. And both Anne and I have recounted to you the events that took place to us at Gwydir Castle in Wales. Yes, where you have. saw the apparition. Yes, you have. Now, we have, uh, we have considered that logically on many occasions. Mm -hmm. And indeed, we considered it logically immediately after it transpired. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean to say that we haven't said that uh, it, we cannot offer any reasonable or plausible explanation. It doesn't mm -hmm. say that it didn't take place, right. that we weren't amazed by it. Mm -hmm. So the logical approach doesn't diminish the experience. The only problem is is that can also be reverse logical. For for instance, you That's saw that. Reverse logic. Yeah, well, if you let me explain, I'll tell you. Really? So you and Ian both saw that. You went through all the logical explanations that you were aware of, and you, therefore, it, you checked them off, and, and they didn't fit the pattern. But however, there may be another explanation which you're not aware of that could explain it. I'm but sure you haven't read this <laughs> <laughs> No, I suggest... You know, I suggest I listen to this. If, get this book, Ghostology. Yeah, if you're going to tangle with me on how to investigate the paranormal, then... Oh, tangle with you. And, and do we have to go back to, there again? And start to presume I will do something in a particular way. Uh -huh. Then I have already stated my philosophy publicly and widely, and it's written down. Uh -huh. So before you tangle with me over philosophy. Oh, I don't tangle with you. Or say, I like you to do something this way. I like to discuss things it, with you. Yeah, it's called not, an open you're forum. Not, you're not discussing it. You're making an accusation that I did and a presumption. No, no, I, I did am. something in a particular way mm -hmm. when nothing could be patently further from the truth. And it is, is that a word? Publicly, patently a word? publicly available. It's in the uh, the the world domain. How it, how I prefer to go about investigating it. Moreover. We could go back, if you don't want to read, we could go back through hundreds of episodes of Ghost Chronicles <laughs> International, the guest slots on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, Marla Brooks Show, the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, the morning edition. What are we listening to? Coast to Coast AM. And you will hear me publicly ex explain how the logical approach is the only way we will ever deduce and understand the nature of a human experience. But without we, but with the caution and the caveat that which you said so perfectly correctly before, that the danger is, well, a skeptic can explain anything away. True. The, the, the difficulty an investigator has knowing when to stuffu and to accept that. Stuffu? I only said that on there. Stuffu? Shut the... Oh. <laughs> it's knowing when, when to say, do you know what? I've exhausted all of the reasonable options. Mm -hmm. And before we turn this into the supersonic fly, <laughs> then 
I cannot reasonably explain it. Mm -hmm. And that's as close to the paranormal as we could ever likely to get. And you've heard me say that on countless occasions. And yet you continue to bait me on... No, I never bait you. Bait me on... Well, Parsons says that it can only be done this way. Look, your brain Parsons is just... says... Just, you going to just logic Parsons it away. says... Oh, I'm going to guess. I'm going to get... No, Parsons doesn't say all don't exist. A certain class of phenomena which has the label of orb exists, but I've also said that doesn't explain similar related phenomena that appear, such as uh, light bulbs, will of the wisp, because yes. there are other luminous yes. phenomena that yes. pre existed the camera. Which may or may not have logical explanations. Which may or may not have logical So, my explanation for orbs that appear on digital photography is limited and strictly limited to that, that type of uh, phenomena only. And, and you bring up such a good point in that statement that you made, Steve, in, in that orbs exist. But the problem is, pretty much like the problem of ghosts, is what the hell is an orb? If it's not one of those logical checked off boxes thingies, and it's something other than that, then what the hell is it? Well, we don't. We know. can't prove it. Well, we don't. People have surmised what Willow the Wisp is that it's marsh gas. The marsh gas, yeah. Uh, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's a lot of things. And people, there are certain medical conditions that are well understood mm -hmm. that will produce um, light effects that appear to be floating blobs of light outside. Outside your eyes and yeah. stuff, too, as well. So there are lots of phenomena that we do know about. Yeah. However, there are certain witness statements that don't seem to conform to all of right. them. So perhaps there is still other types of phenomena that... More cryptoids? It might be the eyes of the shadow man. Ooh. Because shadow he's creature. absorbed all the light. Shadow creature. Shadow creature. Yes. If he's absorbed all of the light, except his eyes don't glow, mm -hmm. then you'll just see two glowing... Actually, now that... Yeah, it just look like a pair of floating testicles, isn't it? It depends how tall it was. You know, that's the another intriguing thing, right? It's it's not so much that we don't have uh, shadow people, but now we know that there is a hierarchy. We have a hierarchy going but there's also a hierarchy now. There's the hat shadow person, and then the tall shadow person, and the what's the other ones? So well, we started this with the television phenomena, didn't we? Because it started. We did. They looked for ghosts. Then the ghosts became the ghosts of murderers and their victims. Then the ghosts became um, demonic. Yeah. Then the ghosts became evil demonic. Yeah, we, we've forgotten that the majority of sightings, the most the majority of ghosts... Uh, what's that series you got in America? Mike Haunted House or... A Haunting. A Haunting. A Haunting. You know, everybody... Gets, Those are all evil. Why does everybody get bloody scratched? You know, of course, we can explain that. And right? it's always the map. You know, we can explain that, right? Feel free. I mean, can no, you, we we, we understand that there are certain conditions that we can do to ourselves. Oh yeah, yes. no, I just thought you meant demons only attack men. No, <laughs> no. Only Maybe they do. I don't know. They, they demons have several new characteristics, courtesy of a haunting. One, uh -huh. they only go near children on swings. I and never go on a swing, kids. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, never go in the yard on the swing. Never, um, ever. While mom's indoors. No. Nope. A demon will appear on the swing next. Even if he looks like your friend. Yeah. Uh, and two, if you're the husband, you're going to get scratched. Oh, yeah. Or pushed. I probably deserve it. Yeah. And the third one is, it'll roam the corridors of your home at night and appear around corners. Yes. 
they are the classifications of the our haunting demonic entity. Mm-hmm. And uh, you usually have to live in the Midwest or the Deep South. You know, Steve, I mean, in doing this, and, and that's why I love the paranormal, there's so much crossover. Now, I did my talk on Hellhounds, right? Mm-hmm. And, and thanks to you, you gave me a, a great eyewitness uh, report by Dr. Sherwood. Dr. Simon Sherwood. Simon Sherwood. And, and one of the things, and I, when you think about this, right, is he saw a, a hellhound or whatever, a black dog or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. But number one, he couldn't speak. So that was pretty much like a sleep. Like a hypnagogic. Exactly. Sleep paralysis. Number two, it disappeared. Pretty much like a ghost. Mm-hmm. So we have this crossover between, it, you know, maybe there are all these things are really the same thing, but caused by certain conditions in our own human psyche. Well, that's at one end of the explanation spectrum. At the other end of the explanation. Is that in ghostology too? Yeah. Oh, thank at God. the other end of the explanation spectrum is that these are real entities and the, True. the dead come back. Right. The truth we How know. exist. The truth we know absolutely must lie between those two endpoints, mm-hmm. but we don't know where, mm-hmm. and we don't. And importantly, we don't know the mechanism that creates yeah. them. Now, one of the reasons why um, our group, Paterus uh, Science, looks to go standard in those hunting teams. While we, the, one of the reasons why we measure stuff is because the only things that we can examine are the environment. Now. If if we can find some anomaly within the measurable environment mm-hmm. that is, and it has to be coincident with a person having a report or, or experience of something unusual. Mm-hmm. The fact that the temperature dropped is insufficient. It shows that the temperature dropped. Exactly. If the temperature dropped and somebody said. Uh, or momentarily afterwards or immediately before mm-hmm. that they had seen an apparition uh-huh. or that they had felt deeply uncomfortable uh-huh. or some other subjective experience. Agreed. That makes it that makes it interesting and, and well, not just interesting, it's really deeply interesting and yes. something that we need to take account of. <laughs> but if if somebody just says uh, or just somebody produces a picture that they were happy snapping of the front happy of snapping. <laughs> I never heard that. I'm sorry. I was, I, was, I, like I, was in, happy I was in York, Maine earlier. I took some pictures of the front of the. I thought we were, room. but evidently it was just you. So, and I was taking some pictures of the old cologne, the, the old harbour in. Uh-huh. Um, now, if there had been a face in there, mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for ghosts, so that's why I call happy snapping. I was taking scenery pictures. Right. Now people find. Faces in those pictures. What's interesting when they do that, actually, if you, when you see the original, the building is normally a teeny tiny speck. The building is normally a teeny tiny speck. Mm-hmm. Have you seen by how much that, that picture has been enlarged before they can see the damn face? In the oh, yeah. yeah. What's that? Bell time. Tee Bell time? Oh, okay. Tee-hee. That's from our producer, Karina the Pigeon. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, yeah. There you go, the Wailing Woman. Yeah. The Wailing Woman of, I, do you know if it was if it was Waco, it would have worked then because it could have said the Wailing Woman of Waco. Wailing Woman of Waco. How about the um, I don't know, what? Can we think of this? 
Anyways, yeah, if you're interested in seeing Steve while he's here, you can still come to the same events. He's doing several, several of them. Uh, Dining with the Dead on Monday. Uh, you'll be at Circles of Wisdom. All the, all, all, the, all the details are on the New England Ghost Project. But before we go, and unusually, let's throw a link out to Karina. Where can people come and see you as the Wailing Woman? You can come see me in Tyler, Texas at the Forest of Fear. Ooh, that is, um, it's a county road, so I don't really know. <laughs> but, you know, just look it up on Facebook, Forest of Fear, Tyler, Texas. There we there you go. go. That's got to be more fun than listening to me drone on. I think so, too. Anyways, it's time to wrap it up, is it? Did we get the wrap up? I don't know. Let's hear one more word from the Pidgey. Yes. yes. All right. So farewell and till next week. Till next week. Till tomorrow for our uh, when next you, show. Yeah, next show. Uh, yeah, tune, tune in tomorrow. On live TV, Teller of Curious Tales. Tune, tune in tomorrow. Like, yeah, whatever. Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. See you in half hour? Yeah, fine. Good job. Oh, it's real difficult sometimes. What's that? Not difficult sometimes. No, it's just... Chit chat and just making. No, I know at the start. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. It's merging